welcome to Philadelphia Flyers Weekly, your home for Philadelphia Flyers podcasts. WBME Broadcasting. Each week we'll run down player news and franchise news for the Philadelphia Flyers National Hockey League Club. We'll also feature news from around the NHL and much more. Flyers Weekly starts right now with your host, Chris Smith. What's well, good to have you aboard for week 14 of Flyers Weekly? We'll cover January 9th through 15th on this one here. Time going very fast, and uh, this week, kind of a turnaround for the Flyers a little bit. You know, had this big road trip that they were on, and uh, struggled a little bit this week winning one out of uh, four games, and uh, hopefully... One can only hope this is not a turnaround for the Flyers. And, you know, you see the Ottawa Senators really struggling here in January, winning only three games so far. And the thing with the Senators, you know, you, you look at you look at both teams, the Flyers and the Senators, you know, and they're the tops of the NHL, or they, they were, the, the Senators were for a while. Uh, and you look how they, they, they've been struggling this, this uh, in a January so far. Uh, well, the only saving grace is that uh, Ottawa in some, in some of their games have gotten completely blown out of the water. They've, they've lost by... Uh, much more than one or two goals. Uh, the Flyers, besides the Devils game and the Detroit game, uh, playing close games, uh, especially when when they lose or they lose in overtime. They've been close. They've been good games. Uh, so, uh, again, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about the Devils game. Uh, boy, I'd like to have that one back. And, of course, the Detroit Red Wings game. We'll talk about that in a little bit, too. Flyersweekly at gmail.com is our email address. And uh, if you haven't heard the show before, um, well, send us an email. We're interactive here. And uh, uh, you send us an email, and uh, we'll talk about uh, what you have to say on the show the next week. Also, make sure to check out our website, www.philadelphiaflyersweekly.blogspot.com. Uh, check that page out, too. We have some some things up there, some features and things like that I think you'll find interesting. Uh, this week, start out with a new feature here on the show. Something called the point, and uh, similar to what we've been doing, but um, at this point, I think we're going to take some some quotes from around the team, from around the Flyers team, from different players, and, and different things that have been going on, different things that have been said. We'll, we'll center on the, on those things and talk about those things here for a little bit. Uh, we'll start off this week. Of course, we'll uh, we'll go right to Ken Hitchcock, Coach Hitchcock, and we'll look at what he has to say, had to say after the Devils game. Of course, Flyers on that big road trip at the end of this week, uh, and the Devils uh, were kind of at the tail end of this. And, and again, I think a game that uh, Flyers got shut out on and the game I think that we'd like to have back. Anyway, uh, here's what Hitch had to say after the Devils game. He says, I don't think we played with the emotional level that we have at times, but I think that's a lot with New Jersey. They play a very methodical game, and they take the emotion out of the game. I think we got a couple of guys that sucked down that path a little bit. But what are you going to, what are you going to say? We gave up 16 shots on the road. Those are a lot of good things, but we weren't able to capitalize on the chances. We had two no-brainers in the first period, and we missed them. That usually comes back to haunt you, and it did tonight. And that's a good point because I'll tell you, uh, y- y- you look at some of the numbers from that game, uh, and, and the, the Devils actually out-hit the Flyers big time, like 17-10. to 10. 
Uh, and that's odd because the Flyers have typically been out hitting every team they face. They've been playing a much more physical game than any team they fa- than every team they face. Uh, so a very strange stat, I think, for uh, for that game, especially with New Jersey. You'd really think that the Flyers would have been keyed up for that game. I know I was. I know a lot of other people were too. Uh, you know, you go into New Jersey and uh, it's an arch rival there, and you think that you're really going to be able to go in there and have a lot of energy and a lot of emotion, and it seemed to get shut down. Hitch is right. I think uh, I think I think the Devils did shut the uh, the Flyers' emotions down. And uh, again, it, it comes through in the physical game. You can see it right there in the numbers: seventeen to ten of the hits. Um, and the, the Devils played seem to play a much more physical game than the Flyers. Um, Donald Brashear, only something like eight minutes of ice time, and only had one hit. Uh, so that that goes to show you right there how unphysical the Flyers were. Um, and uh, I, I tell you another thing too, you got to look at the Flyers because you know you, you, you talk about this road trip, and it was a long road trip, but uh, the whole weekend, uh, last weekend, the Flyers were actually at home because uh, they were looking at games um, uh, with the, the Rangers on Thursday, Friday. They had Washington, of course, they were off Saturday and Sunday. Uh, with those two games being local, uh, fairly local, I should say, within the, the tri-state region here, um, the, the Flyers were able to go home uh, for Saturday and Sunday. And then they, I guess they, I believe they bust to New Jersey um, Monday morning. Um, so you'd think with a little bit of rest and maybe getting home for a little bit that would have helped the team out. But um, in fact, I think they even they even practiced at home last Sunday. Uh, they skated uh, last Sunday morning at home over in Voorhees. So um, you'd think that would have helped a little bit. Uh, didn't really seem to be much of a much of a change for the for the Flyers. Uh, they struggled a little bit there with with, with the Devils. And again, the physical game. Had a lot to do with it, and very odd for the Flyers to get shut out. So, again, shutting down the energy, shutting down the emotion was a key there for the Devils. Uh, you go, you go out west now, or out to the, out to out out to the some of the central teams here in Chicago. A good game against Chicago. Uh, Flyers really stepped up. Uh, good to see guys like uh, Ben Eager again uh, scoring a goal for the Flyers. R.J. Umberger and John Sim actually had a point, had an assist there. Uh, so it's good to see the youngsters uh, once again lighting the lamp and uh, getting the points there. Here's what uh, Hitch had to say after the uh, Chicago Blackhawks game: five-two win for the Flyers on uh, on Wednesday night. Uh, he says we looked after the second period and said it would be a shame to lose this game with all the scoring chances we've had, especially in the second period with the three empty nets that we missed, but we stuck with it. The best part for me was that four of the goals were scored by people not on Peter's line. I think that's a great sign for us. We talked this morning about some of the things we need to do as a team from an offensive standpoint, and we did a lot of them today, and that was a good sign. You're going to get turnovers when you play this team because they press so much, and... um, you look back at some of the so, again. You look at some of the players that we did, but you look at some of the numbers. You know the the, the numbers with the Blackhawks game. Uh, you look at some of the some of the missed shots. The Flyers only had six missed shots, and that's actually pretty good con- compared to what they've been missing. They've been missing the net big time lately. But only six missed shots. They seem to be a pretty focused team. They really got the offense the offense going. Um, I believe they. The, the hits were pretty much even. Um, I think the face-offs won were very close or very, uh, very, very even there as well. So the Flyers just got better scoring chances. And you see as the week goes on how those scoring chances become less and less quality. There's not as many good scoring chances. You know, you look at this team and you see they, they get a lot of shots on goal some nights. But, you know, and, 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 and even the time in their offensive zone for the Flyers 
outweighs the other team big time. Uh, but you wonder why they can't score more goals. It's, it, and again, it's a lack of quality scoring chances. You know, you watch this team. Uh, there's a lot of kind of fumbling around still a little bit, uh, kind of getting an offensive charge going out of the neutral zone. Sometimes the team struggles a little bit. You watch these, the, the, the opposing teams, some of these teams coming in, and how easily they're able to move the puck up the ice. Now, what's that saying? Is that saying that the Flyers' defense is struggling a little bit, or is it saying that the other teams, the, the offense is just a little bit more smoother? Well, I don't think you could say that the Flyers' offense isn't smooth enough, uh, but you could maybe look at the Flyers' defense and say, yeah, I mean, you have some big guys back there. Um, they, they they don't move as fast anymore, especially with Ratchie and Hatch, Hatcher. Uh, it's more of a physical team, so you're going to see some of these uh, these teams with more speed moving up the ice smoother and faster uh, than the Flyers. Uh, as far as the Flyers' offense goes, uh, getting the puck into the zone doesn't seem to be the problem. But again, once the puck is in there, keeping it in and creating quality scoring chances seems to be the issue right now with the, with the Flyers. Uh, but uh, the Chicago game, we saw some good chances going in, uh, so some good chances being made and uh, of course the Flyers come out winners there 5 to 2. And again we talked about the hits it was a, it was a physical game both teams with about the same amount of hits and um, a good game in, out in Chicago. You you move on though to the Detroit game. And uh, you look at a quote by uh, Simone Gagne, and I wanted to bring this up because I think it's important this week. Uh, and Simone had, had been had been talking about uh, the Flyers being on top of the NHL and what that means to the other teams. And the other teams look at that, and what, what do they say? Well, Simone says, every team wants to play their best game against us. I think it's going to be tougher and tougher every game throughout the rest of the season. And isn't that true? Didn't we see that happen on, in Detroit? Didn't we see that happen uh, a couple weeks ago in Pittsburgh where the Flyers had to come back and score two goals at the end there, and they end up winning the game. But boy, did they ever have to come back and shut down the quiet the crowd at the Igloo. Remember that game? What about the Rangers game? Had to come back from there, uh, you know. And 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 the one nothing win over Boston just last week, you know. Uh, way to hang on to that one. Uh, but you see these teams really giving uh, Philly a run for their money, and it's been uh, it's been interesting to watch, especially with some of the lower teams like like we mentioned Pittsburgh and even Washington has been up there with the Flyers. Um, but then you go into Detroit and you see you get two heavyweights going at it, and you wonder with the Flyers with this long road trip, and of course Detroit playing in Joe, Joe Louis Arena in the middle of Detroit, hockey town. You know, you, you wonder what the outcome is going to be. You think it's going to be an explosive, great game, uh, but it wasn't. The Flyers get just just romped by by the Red Wings on Thursday, six to three, um, and you kind of look at that game a little bit, um, and, and the Flyers just completely, completely outplayed, outshot, outhit everything, everything the Red Wings did ten times better it seemed not just by a little bit but by a lot the Red Wings really got in and, and were able to outplay the Flyers big time uh, here's what Hitch had to say after the after the loss in Detroit he says uh, I don't know what I, I don't know that it, it's disappointing it's a hell of a lesson though when you play against a team like this this is the best team we've played all year when you pl- go play against a team like this and you make the puck errors that we made in our own zone you're going to get schooled and we got schooled in the third period we made far too many mistakes with the puck on our center of the ice and we got schooled you make mistakes against teams like Chicago and you don't get buried but we made mistakes today some of our inexperience really showed today Every mistake we made at the start of the third period, they just turned into a goal. That one line you can't turn it over against, that's what we did. We talk about it all the time, about the mistakes, about the turnovers at center ice uh, and neutral ice. We talk about just sloppy play in general. 
and how especially teams like Detroit, we saw it against Colorado too on Saturday, you can't make the turnovers against these types of teams. They will school you. Hitch is 100% right. They're going to get the puck. They're going to, uh, if you're going to turn the puck over, they're going to get it. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to make an odd man rush the other way. They're going to catch you off guard. And the Flyers completely got out hit in this game too, physically. It was just a weak game. To uh, 20 to 41 were the hits. Flyers with 20 hits, the Red Wings with 41. Um, just a big sign of fatigue on the road. Uh, and it was a good lesson. You know, hopefully some of the youngsters did learn a lot. I think Hitch had sat everybody down on Friday and kind of wanted, went through and, and as a team, set everyone down as a team, went went uh, through each of the youngsters, had them stand up and say what they learned or what they what they felt about the Detroit game or about the the, the week in general so far. Um, and I think that was a good thing to have happen. Uh, and hopefully the youngsters have been learning some lessons here, and everybody for that matter. Um, a lot of turnovers, uh, 16 missed shots on Thursday, uh, just won't get the job done against a team like uh, Detroit. You might see this as a rematch in a postseason. Uh, and let me tell you, if, if you do, um, hopefully it's not the same because the Flyers were not only outplayed uh, physically and outshot, but they were outplayed with speed as well. Quality chances created by Detroit, and Flyers had a few of them, just not enough. Uh, so if, there, if there's a rematch uh, in store, well, it's going to probably be in the postseason because those teams won't face each other again uh, in the regular season. So uh, Detroit... Uh, Hell of a team out there, and uh, Flyers definitely got uh, got a lesson on Thursday. You go to the Avalanche game, and uh, Peter Forsberg's old mates, and um, overtime loss for the Flyers. It was a good game. Boy, it was a good game. First game with NBC this year, by the way, and uh, pretty cool stuff. NBC did a pretty good job, uh, I thought, covering the game. Um, I thought uh, uh, Ray Ferraro, Bill Clement, Mark Messier, um, kind of doing the uh, uh, in-between period um calling there did a really cool good job uh so you know i mean all in all i think uh, i think nbc has a good product to offer uh it was a good good uh good thing to see uh hockey back on national television again no doubt about that uh but the flyers did come out losers and uh in overtime it was again a good a good game mike knubel said this after the game he said it was a good hockey game uh had three points uh he said the timing of some of the calls at the end is absolutely mind-blowing we have been on the flip side of that too and uh you talk about the calls at the end it was uh kim jansen and mike ratchy uh jansen i think had a slash and uh ratchy had a hook at the end of the game um the flyers killed off one of those penalties uh but the avalanche ended up winning the, uh, scoring the game winner one i think it was the ratchy penalty so uh some and they were weak calls they were weak calls if you saw them they were weak calls and, and again but i think mike canoe will hit around the head you know we talk about uh you Know, the officials a lot with the new NHL and a lot of the new rules and things like that. But um, the Flyers have been on the flip side of that uh, the last couple weeks, and I've been noticing the Flyers have gotten away with some things. Uh, so that's a good sign, no doubt. Uh, but uh, to have these types of calls come up at, at the end of the game, especially in overtime against a team like the Avalanche, they're going to come back and they're going to bite you. They're going to bite you hard, and that's what happened on Saturday. Um, and really, I'll, I'll tell you what... Um, a weak goal led in by Nidamaki at the beginning of the second period by Brett Clark. It was like 21 seconds in. Clark skated in. There was nobody in front of him. He just took a hard shot at Nidamaki and he just seemed to miss it. It could have been the difference there. It could have been a real big turning point in the Avalanche game. Um, 
But Nidamaki's been playing great. He's been doing a great job for the team. Uh, here's what Hitch had to say after the Avalanche game. He said, we played for coming back off the road very well. And they did. Uh, we played a heck of a hockey game. We It could have gone either way. I thought we got better and better as the game went on. We had a lot of gritty things in the third period. We deserved at least a point and maybe two. And uh, the third period, definitely another come-from-behind um, situation for the Flyers as they were down two goals. Uh, Peter Forsberg scored one at the end. Um, I think Mike Knubel scored the another one at the end to tie it up and send it to overtime. Um, quality chances, though. Quality chances in the third period. Uh, you saw the Forsberg line just create those chances on the goals they scored. Uh, and Peter Forsberg was a big... I mean, he scored the one. He set up the other one for Mike Knubel. Uh, and again, quality chances. When Forsberg has the puck, he makes things happen. There's no doubt about that. Everybody knows what he can do. He's an incredible player. Um, it's just... Uh, it's just a matter of getting those quality chances created by the other lines that, that the Flyers have. And that's where the team has struggled a little bit. But a prime example of quality scoring chances and what the team needs to do more often is what happened in the third period of the Avalanche game on Saturday. And if you look at those types of chances that the Flyers create, if the other lines can get close to that, can get close to creating better quality scoring chances, you're going to see some real blowouts coming up uh, here, I think, uh, as, as time goes on. Flyers out hit the Avs. They played a stronger game, but the Avalanche just kind of, you know, they're one of those teams where you can out hit them. You, you can you can play more physical than them, but they're probably going to come back and out finesse you with speed and just again creating quality scoring chances. Um, we talk about Nidamaki. He's been doing a great job, but one thing that the Flyers continue to struggle with is defensive play. I think sometimes you saw a, just a complete loss of defensive play, I think, on Saturday. It was a complete breakdown because you saw a lot of times uh, where the defense were failed to failed to clear the puck. They, they failed to clear players out of the way of Nidamaki, especially in the overtime period. Look, you're shorthanded, but when the puck comes to a defenseman and they have time to clear it, make sure it gets out of the zone. There were something like two miss, botched clears in that overtime period where a Flyers defenseman had the puck, had time to clear it over the top of the uh, of, of the Avalanche players' heads or sort of get it up in the air and clear it out there, and it didn't happen. As a matter of fact, the game winner uh, came off of a missed clear attempt where I don't remember exactly who had the puck to clear it, but they had plenty of time to get the puck out of the Flyers' offensive zone. Uh, they turned around, they shot it, uh, it went... Um it went, went right to a Colorado player, and they were able to set up a, sco- a scoring chance that eventually led to the, the game-winning goal in overtime. So another thing to watch for the Flyers, you know, you got some big guys back there, you got some big defensemen, got to got to work on clearing those those players out of the front of out of the way of Nidamaki. Uh We've seen it many times happen where you know teams have been scoring uh, from the point, and there's been traffic in front of the net, and uh, you got big defensemen. You got to be able to clear some of those players out a little bit better, at least get them out of the, out of the scoring lane, um, out, out of the out of the, out of the, the way of Nidamaki. Uh, and again, as far as clearing the puck, it's got to be one of those things where the, I think the players just got to take more time. And if they see an opportunity to clear, take the time, clear the puck, do it right. We saw yes again Saturday some some missed clearing attempts led to I think the Avalanche victory. Uh, so 
again, defense, defensive play, a big key there for the Flyers, I think, and especially coming up uh, down the stretch here. Uh, you got Colorado coming up and uh, some other good team, the Rangers again also. Um, so defense is going to be big in these, ne- in these next couple games, I think. I'll take a quick ID break. We'll be back with a... Uh, a look as to what games are on tap. We'll also look down the injured list and uh, see if there's uh, see if there's any good news there. We'll be right back. Your home for Philadelphia Flyers and Philadelphia Phillies podcast. WBME Broadcasting, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Now back to more Flyers Weekly with your host Chris Smith. Good to have you back here for Flyers Weekly, week number 14 at flyersweekly at gmail.com is our email address. And philadelphiaflyersweekly.blogspot.com is our home page. Well, some good news in the injury section and in the, in the injury report this week uh, for the Flyers. And uh, Turner Stevenson has returned uh, to the team after uh, struggling with his hip. Uh, apparently got that all straightened away and, 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 and worked out. So Turner Stevenson is back. He played what seemed to be a pretty good game against the Avalanche on Saturday. Yeah, he took a boarding penalty. I think it was a boarding penalty late in the game. Again, kind of a weak penalty. Uh, seemed to be a fair clear even hit to me uh, but it uh, seemed like he, he the Steven, Turner Stevenson played a pretty physical good game on Saturday against the Avalanche. Uh, Eric Desjardins and Yoni Pickenin, uh both have been skating I believe and uh, I think it'll be another couple weeks anyway uh, or another week or two anyway I should say uh, we'll look for those guys to, to return uh, very soon uh, Robert Esch came down with the flu this week so it kind of interrupted his rehab a little bit he's also still struggling with the groan a little bit he's still having some pain there uh, so it's not 100% healed and uh, he had said earlier this week that there's gonna, they're going to do it right this time because you remember earlier in the season Esch had the same injury came back too early injured again and now, I mean, he's been out for, I mean, how many games now? 20-some games. Uh, so this time, time to do it right for uh, for Robert Esch. And uh, he had a flu this week, so kind of interrupted his rehab uh, assignments a little bit. Uh, so he'll be looking to get back on track uh, this coming week, I'm sure, with those. I think Esch had actually started taking some pucks late last week or last weekend uh, in practice, but uh, kind of got interrupted a little bit this week. Uh, Keith Primo still kind of, you know, again, trying to string together good days. It's been a struggle for him. Hitchcock has said they need an answer on Primo after the Olympics uh, so that uh, the team can... Um, can either trade or acquire players before the trade deadline. It's a fair thing to ask. Uh, you know, Keith's been struggling with this with this injury almost the entire season, uh, and um, Hitch is looking for an answer whether he's going to return this year or not by uh, after the after the Olympic break, uh, so the team can get ready to either trade or acquire players for the stretch run before the playoffs. One tap this week. The Flyers continue a three-game homestand uh, Tuesday against Carolina. Carolina comes back in town. Uh, former Flyer Roddy Brindamore, uh, Justin Williams, uh, Eric Stahl. You know, the team has been playing great hockey. Five-game winning streak as of today, and today being Sunday the 15th. Uh, so the Hurricanes, definitely a, a huge surprise in the NHL. Uh, and uh, Roddy Brindamore, former Flyer there, getting some great uh, great numbers going in the power play section and the special teams for the Hurricanes. It's going to be another challenging game, another good game for the Flyers. They're going to be at home again. Use the hometown, use the hometown crowd to their advantage is, uh, I think, what needs to happen here <laughs> against, the, against the Hurricanes. Uh, Boston comes in 
on Thursday, and that rounds out this short uh, three-game homestand. Uh, and then, of course, the Flyers back on NBC on Saturday, Saturday afternoon game against the uh, against the Penguins, Sidney Crosby and crew. Uh, the Flyers away at the Igloo for that one. And, um, well, what can you say about uh, the Penguins? They continue to uh, to uh, to struggle even after they promoted uh, Michael Terrian from Wilkes-Barre Scranton um, and fired, fired Eddie Olchuk. Uh, the team continues to struggle. Uh, so the Flyers, again, playing Pittsburgh on Saturday and on Monday, next Monday. Uh, so, again team struggling it's time to take advantage uh time to work on things because uh, there's uh the rangers are coming up uh the canadians who are struggling they're coming up but you never know with them they just fired their coach um also the uh the tampa bay lightning are also coming up on the schedule so and again we talked about you know some of the best hockey is probably going to be played uh in the in in, in this year and in, in 2006 and i think um I think we're seeing it already. And as long as the Flyers don't go into a slump like the Senators uh, and start uh, struggling and losing games, I think they're going to be okay. Uh, but uh, some strong competition still on the horizon uh, for the Flyers, and uh, it'll be a good test to see what the team get, can get through as a team. That's going to do it for this edition of Flyers Weekly. I want to thank you for joining me. Flyersweekly at gmail.com is our home is our email address. And uh, PhiladelphiaFlyersWeekly.blogspot.com is our home page. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Flyers Weekly on WPME Broadcasting, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Make sure to join us next week for another edition of Flyers Weekly. And make sure to join us online at philadelphiaflyersweekly.blogspot.com. And make sure to send us your emails at flyersweekly at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week.